back into BetMGM tonight. Ryan Horvath, K Constable with you here tonight. Trista and Nick have the week off. They'll be back next week, I believe. Uh, we just got done talking with Josh Pallett, host of the Bolt City Podcast. You can check out that interview on our podcast, BetMGM tonight. Like, subscribe, review, rate, all that fun stuff. Uh, right now we're going to talk a little AL West. Before we get to that, though, some scores in Major League Baseball. Kate tells me she's a Sox fan. I feel for you, but as a Cubs fan, like, I don't have it much better. Other than 2006. Yeah, Cubs playing good lately. Yeah, 8-2 in their lately. last 10. Like 25 runs in the last, in last three games. Bats have come alive. Back in the yeah. division race. Yeah. No, they, uh, I think they're actually going to uh, stand pat at the deadline. I don't think they're going to buy. I don't yeah. think they're going to sell. I thought that they were going to move maybe Marcus Stroman, maybe move Cody Bellinger, who's having a bounce-back season. He's only on a one-year deal. But I don't know. If you keep winning, I don't really think you could sell. You're a big market team, and you're only five games out in a bad division. I mean, nobody's running away with the NL Central. I know everybody's falling in love with the Cincinnati Reds, and they're fun, but I still think they're a year away. And the Brewers have the pitching, but I don't necessarily love the lineup. I mean, Christian Yelich is having a nice season, but the power numbers aren't there anymore. So I don't think you could sell it, your Chicago. They do trail right now, though, one nothing to the St. Louis Cardinals. That game's in the bottom of the second. Cardinals have a runner on first. Marlins up 4-2 to on Detroit. That game's getting late. It's in the top of the eighth. Uh, the Phillies with a 2-1 lead. Low-scoring game against Pittsburgh. The live total sitting there at 5.5. Pittsburgh minus 362 on the money line live. Uh, Toronto's up 3-1 to on the Angels. The Mets up 3-0 on the Nats. The White Sox, they got a lead tonight, though, 1-0 against the Cleveland Guardians. I should have bet the under. I wanted to bet the under. I didn't touch it. Uh, the Braves have a 3-2 lead on the Brewers. High-scoring game, that one going into only the fourth inning. You got Kansas City and Minnesota, scoreless in the third. Uh, Tampa Bay with a 3-1 lead. Big series against the Astros this weekend. Cardinals with a 1-0 lead over the Cubs. And then Oakland and Colorado, top of the first, scoreless. Still a couple games to go tonight. You got the Padres, minus 165 favorites, taking on the Texas Rangers. The total in that game, 8.5. Joe Musgrove going against Dane Dunning. And then you have the Seattle Mariners, is now minus 130 favorites, taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks. The total in that game is 9. Anything for you in any more baseball, or are you staying away tonight? I might look at the Dodgers over 5.5 runs. I mean, if you finally bet the Dodgers team totals over this season, you'd be up about 17 and a half units. They're the most profitable overs team when it comes to team totals. And I mean, this game, so this isn't just a blind bet here, um, but going up against Williamson, for he has an expected ERA of 557. And in the last three games against Cincinnati this year, the Dodgers have put up at least five runs. So averaging around yeah. six and a half against the Reds. I think that they could plate some runs tonight, have a have a big game offensively and go over that total. So that's my only other play for tonight. Uh but Ryan, your your Tuki Toussaint K prop. Did you was that three and a half? Three and a half. He he finished with four. There? He's I'll pulled but he got four. Yeah. Love it. I'll take it. Yeah. Hell hey revenge he pitched tour. great tonight. Yeah revenge yeah. game. Got it. I should have yeah. played that a little bit bigger. I only played it small. Over three and a half K's and it was plus money. Yeah, narrative always works out for you. Uh, so let's talk a little <laughs> bit about the AL West. Really an interesting betting market when you look at the Texas Rangers in first place right now, 60 and 43, 17 games above 500. Their big offseason pickup was Jacob DeGram. He has Tommy John surgery. He's out for the year, but man, are they good offensively. Uh, they got a two-game lead over the defending champs, the Houston Astros. They're 58 and 45, but only two games back. 
the Angels were not sellers. In fact, they keep Shohei Otani, and they were buyers of the deadline. They bring in Lucas Giolito. He is uh, trailing right now 3-1 to one in his first start. But they are all of a sudden five games above 500, six games back in the division, eight and two in their last 10. The Mariners, 52 and 50, kind of a disappointing year, seven and a half games back. And then the A's are 28 and 76, and uh, not even a real baseball team. If you had to play this market today and you see the prices, the Rangers minus 130 favorites, you're getting about even money on the Astros. And then it gets interesting with the Angels at nine to one and Seattle at 30 to one. Where would you go in the AL West? I mean, the Angels have been really fun lately, winning a ton of games. But if you look at their schedule going forward, sixth toughest schedule to finish off the rest of the season. I mean, that's not going to be sustainable for them to continue winning at this rate. Although, Shohei Otani, three home runs in his last three at-bats. Like, what can't this guy do? It's absolutely unbelievable. And everyone was saying, well, okay, sure, he can hit two home runs off the Tigers. But facing a... Cy Young caliber pitcher tonight and hits a home run in his first at bat. He is just yeah. unbelievable. Very fun to watch. But I don't see that continuing a whole lot with the Angels in terms of them winning a ton of games down the stretch just because that schedule is so tough. I think I would look towards the Astros. And I've been someone who's loved watching the Rangers all year. I, their offense is one of the best in all of baseball. But the Astros are finally getting healthy. Juve is back. Jordan Alvarez is back. And they've had some pitching issues, just health-wise. J.P. France has been amazing this season for them. Just pitched yesterday. He's lowered his ERA to under three. Uh, he's been really good. So I think the Astros, after dealing with some injuries, now that they're getting healthy, they're going to be able to start picking up the pace a little and winning some more games. And I don't want the Astros to win just because it feels like they win every year. I mean, they just won last year. I would love to see the Rangers run away with this. I'm just not sure that's possible. Yeah, I mean, the Rangers are so fun this season. And maybe if DeGrom's healthy, I mean, even without DeGrom, though, I mean, I still think that they're contenders to win the World Series just because of what they're able to do offensively. Uh, it's going to also be interesting to see what these teams do here at the trade deadline, which is still a few days away. Looks like Houston is going to buy at the deadline like they always do. They're only two games back to the defending champs. And like you said, like, looked like there was a little bit of maybe a World Series hangover to start the season. Also, they just weren't healthy to start the season. Jose Altuve began the season on the IL. Now he's back. So I'm with you. Like, this is what Houston does. Um, the Angels, though, are interesting. I wouldn't play them at 9-1 to right now to win the AL West. Like, you look at the remaining schedule uh, for all these teams, and Houston actually plays the toughest remaining schedule. They have... Uh, six games against Baltimore, three against Tampa, three against the Rangers, seven against Boston, who's really hot right now, three against the Diamondbacks, three against the Marlins. Then you go down this this list, and uh, like the Angels, their remaining schedule is actually, I'm sorry, they play the toughest remaining schedule. The Angels do, not the Astros. I mean, it's just brutal. They have three interleague games against the Braves, three against the Orioles, six against Tampa, six against the Rangers, three against Houston, three against Toronto. And that's why you're getting crazy prices. Like the World Series price mm -hmm. on the Angels right now is 150 to 1. They're keeping Otani. Mike Trout's going to be back in a month. Anthony Rendon's never going to play more than 50 games in a season ever again. But if they could add, you know, another arm to that bullpen, I wouldn't hate taking a small stab for them to win the World Series just because 150 to 1 is a crazy price. Yeah, you might but, but in the West, I got to go with the Astros. I'm with you. I mean, like, what's their weakness? You look at their lineup, 1 through 9, they're stacked. And they're probably going to add another bat. You look at their pitching rotation. I mean, they lose Justin Verlander, who last year was a Cy Young at 40 years old, and they don't skip a beat. 
And so I'm with you. I think it's Houston, pretty crazy. Uh, unfortunately. Seattle's just so disappointing. Like last year, I took Seattle to win the division. In this market, I have like, you know, it's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over. I play the Angels to go over their win total every single season because Shohei Otani's my favorite <laughs> player in baseball history. And every night it's the same story. You know, Trout homers twice, Otani homers twice and strikes out 12, but the Angels lose seven to lose. six. Yeah. You know, it's just – it's. It, this has to be it, though, because if the Angels don't make the postseason, now you lose Shohei Otani because you didn't trade him at the deadline. I mean, you don't want to trade away the best player in Major League Baseball history, but if he leaves in free agency, you get absolutely nothing in return. That makes that rebuild even more brutal. You know what I mean? Because think of what that trade package yeah. for Otani would have been. We keep asking how much is his next contract going to be. Is it going to be $600 million? What would a trade package for Otani look like? And he's going to test free agency. So I think their best chance of keeping them, you got to get into the postseason. You got to make a run here, but I don't know if they have enough, and, especially in this division. It's yeah. just so tough. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, but the Mariners go like, back to them really quick. Huge disappointment. Yeah. The Mariners have not been fun to watch this season to follow. They're just seem like they're kind of a mess, but with the angels and trying to keep Otani and make a push for the postseason. I mean, I feel like bringing in Giolito is maybe just them doing their best to show Otani that, like, we're still going to try. We're trying to bring in the good pieces, up our pitching staff, things like that. I just don't think it's going to be enough at the end of the day. And to your point, if you let him walk for nothing, like, that sucks too. But do you want to do that? Do you want to sell a bunch of tickets throughout the second half of the season? You know, if he breaks the home run record – like, how insane would that be? Judge, that, that record stood for how many years before Aaron Judge broke it last year? And then the very next season, Otani goes and breaks it? Like, that would be insane yeah. and so positive for that Angels organization that maybe that's your your payoff of letting Otani walk in free agency. It, either yeah. way, it's kind of a mess for the Angels. Yeah, it is. And I mean, you know, they did get hot, right? They've won eight of their last 10. I know they're trailing right now, but they're only five games back. So I get holding on to Otani, but if you lose them for nothing, yeah, you're going to kick yourself. And especially like it was a financial, even here's the thing, even if they didn't go on that run and they were 10 games back in the division, I don't think they were going to move Otani because it's all about selling tickets. I mean, that's what they care about there in Los Angeles is making money. And then also what you just said, like he's chasing the home run record. Right now he's on pace to hit 61. And so why would you trade a guy who in August, in September, is going to be filling the stands because everybody's going to want to go watch that home run chase? Oh, and he also takes the ball every five days and strikes out eight or or nine dudes. And he's one of the better pitchers in all baseball, uh, except for this month. So I get not moving him, but man, that'll suck if they get nothing in return. And that'll make that rebuild. Uh, really, really brutal because you're still on the hook for a couple more years for Anthony Rendon. He hasn't played more than 50 games, three straight seasons. That's one of the worst free agent signings in major league baseball history. It made sense at the time. He was great with the Nats, won a world series, but he's just not healthy. It all like, they got to get trout back though. And I keep hearing yeah. like different timetables. I mean, middle of August, I think if they could get him back early August, they have a shot. But uh, even but then, how many seasons has Trout been injured? Like he's always injured too, and they've never right. tried to move him. I suppose yeah, you can't. I know. You can't move an injured player like that. So, right. Well, and, and like, and I hate it. I want to see Trout in the postseason. Like, I hate how on social media, yeah. like World Baseball Classic, we're like, oh, this is the biggest game we'll ever play in because it's so tough in baseball. 
there's not a whole lot like Mike Trout could do. He's the best player in baseball, but he's only going to get four at-bats. It's not like hoops where, you know, he could just take the ball in the fourth quarter and score 30 points. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We're going to talk some Pac-12 football. Colorado and Dion leaving the Pac-12. Bet MGM tonight continues next. <laughs> 